Hey, it's Brennan. Thanks for tuning in again. Today I'm speaking with Jenny Rugemer of Jenny Rugemer Design about how much it costs to remodel specific rooms in your home. You're listening to the Close to Home podcast, the lifestyle and real estate podcast centered in Seattle. I'm Brennan Klaus, and I'm a broker at Avenue Properties. Hello and welcome to Close to Home. I'm super excited today to have back Jenny Rugemer of Jenny Rugemer Design. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for joining me. The first thing I want to talk about is, we've talked about this on a previous episode, but um, what are some of the specific timelines you're seeing in Seattle right now for completing remodels, whether that's a room or an entire home? I'm seeing timeframes get longer and longer. I, I feel like each month, it's, I'm amazed by how long, how far out most of the good contractors are um, because construction is really making those time frames as long as they are. Um, we're seeing, you know, a basic remodel, interior remodel could be a year and a half out before you can get on a contractor's schedule and then the actual construction could be anywhere from, you know, three to six months. Um, when you're talking about bathrooms, we're seeing... See, I see a little variation there because sometimes you can fit into a contractor's um, schedule a little easier with a smaller project. But I would say bathrooms can be six to nine months out. Yeah, and you say good contractor, which is important to yes. emphasize, correct? Because it's really important to have... Someone you trust, someone that you've seen their work, someone that maybe is a referral from another project or a referral from your designer... And, and those contractors can have really long lead times. Yeah, absolutely. And so when people work as you with you as their designer, do you have contractors that you recommend to them? Is that part of the process? Yes, yes. And most people, especially in this market, when they come to, a, to me as a designer, are asking that right away. Do you have, do you have people you can recommend? Um, because it's just hard to even get people a contractor to return your phone call. Um, so yes, I... Definitely have people that I've worked with in the past and will recommend to clients. Got it. So in Seattle, it's important to plan ahead. Um, (laughs) It's important important. to think far in the future for your remodel. That's the first thing about Seattle. So next I want to talk about in Seattle, what should people think about when they're budgeting the cost of a kitchen versus a bathroom versus maybe something like a bedroom or a living room? And that's a little bit tricky, especially for kitchens and bathrooms, because the, the scope and quality can really vary. Um, and every time I say what I think a bathroom should cost, it's always a lot more, yeah. just because things are, are rising so fast in the Seattle market. Um, I would say bathrooms. Last year, I saw a range of a small, basic bathroom um, construction and materials were probably eighteen thousand ish, and then but most of the bathrooms were close to about thirty five thousand. Yeah, and obviously they can go up from there right. depending on your materials. Um, but again, a lot of that has to do with the cost of plumbers and electricians right now. So even if you control your material costs, your tile costs, it's still going to be an expensive space. Yeah. So I think what you're saying ultimately is 
budget higher rather than lower. Yes. You will yes. save yourself time and probably money. <laughs> yes. It's gonna it, it's going to cost more than you think. It's okay to have a smaller budget and work with a designer to try to get there. And and I will do my best if somebody only has a specific amount of money. And but usually that is narrowing the scope of that remodel. So yeah. maybe you keep your bathtub and shower as it is and you just change out the vanity and a light fixture and maybe some new tile instead of gutting and changing the whole thing. Right. Um, so yeah, so smaller budgets actually for me can be more fun, but but it is a challenge in this market to yeah. do those work. Absolutely. And what if you had to estimate something where it was just more of a living space, like let's say a bedroom or a living room, where does that come in on the range of prices that you see day to day? And that's a, that range, again, is huge. And one of the first things I usually talk to clients about is budget. What, what are your expectations for specific pieces of furniture and the costs that they're going to be? Because there's a range. You can buy a sofa online for $1,000 or you can spend a couple thousand at a retail store in Seattle, or you can get a custom one done for 15, 20,000. Um, and so I think maybe even more important than understanding what those numbers could be is understanding what your own budget is, because I see a lot of people have an expectation for what they want to do, but their budget doesn't match that. So it's, it's more important in those kind of spaces where furniture, furniture is involved and you can control those costs to determine what it is you want to spend because I've done living rooms where we've just um, I just finished one where they already had a sofa we changed out a rug we had a six thousand dollar budget which was a tight budget but we got to do some really nice things because we were just dealing with a carpet and a new coffee table um, some new accessories we put we found a really neat um, vintage chair that we had reupholstered so it's possible to meet a, a smaller budget, um, it's just, again, controlling that scope and understanding what you want to spend. Yeah, and I think you make a good point. Matching the budget in your mind to the expectations yes. you have yeah. and doing that maybe before you even meet with a designer like yourself and yeah. having a number in mind and what can you use that you already have versus what do you want brand new. Exactly. So I think yeah. maybe my question, in a way, was a little bit off. And it should have been <laughs> it more be like... Any, I think for those rooms, your budget could be any. Like, it really could be anything. Yeah, and that's a tough <laughs> question to put on you, too, because it really could vary, you know, from yeah. what you said, 6000 to probably six figures. Yes, and I see a lot of first-time homebuyers right now will do, like, a living room in, in, in phases. So mm -hmm. first, it's like, okay, get the core pieces in the space, um, you know, your couch that you may have for a really long time. Um, spend spend to get something nice um, and then come back in later and maybe fill in with the artwork or a side table, you know, things that you could maybe do later to kind of phase it out so you can have the pieces that you want um, eventually. You'll yeah. have it all. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. You can think about your budget, but you can also think about it in phases <laughs> yes. so you don't have to spend all your money right at once. <laughs> So since we're talking about budgets in Seattle specifically, what are some surprising costs that you see that people usually don't factor in when they're thinking about their budget? What are some of the costs that come up that you see a lot of clients raise their eyebrows about? Because they didn't think about that before. I think the one that pops out to me that always surprises me is electrical. Anytime you have electrical work or you know redoing the lighting in a space, 
those costs, they're expensive. I, they're always more than I think they're going to be. They're always more than the client thinks they're going to be. So it's just, just knowing that, that the more, more changes you make with electrical, that budget's going to be much higher than you imagine. Um, and then I think even just, we were talking about furniture. I think, I think people's expectation of furniture cost a lot of times is, is off. And part of that's because of the internet. You can find cheap things all over the internet. Um, and so there tends to be an expectation, especially with first time home buyers, that furniture is going to be a lot cheaper than, than it is. Um, and there's great things in the lower price range, but I think that expectation I see all the time is, is way off. Yeah. So, and it surprises people what, what they need to be budgeting yeah. for furniture. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can definitely find things. It's kind of like shopping for clothes. You can yes. find things <laughs> that are in the lower price range, but they may not last as long. They may not be as comfortable. Yeah. It may not be exactly what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. And then lighting you bring up in Seattle, especially, is so important. The way it's you really light your important. home and how it feels inside, especially on those gray days. Um, so I think that's good for people to keep in mind as they're thinking about their budget. Yes. Yeah. And, and lighting is so important that it, that it is important to budget that in and not just cross it off because it's expensive. Yeah. So, uh, to wrap up, what's hot in Seattle right now? What would you say is the hot ticket item? Oh, hot ticket item. I mean, I think in general, maybe not, this is not as specific as you're asking is, I see Seattle really shifting. Seattle's always been there. I feel like the Seattle interior is very authentic, very controlled, you know, authentic materials, beautiful woodwork, um, very controlled, not a lot of color. Um, but I see, I see Seattle really shifting and it could just be influx of people from all over. Um, but the style, people are becoming a little bit more eclectic in their style and, and not afraid to mix in things. I, I think that Seattle authenticity of material and kind of um, serene interior is still there, but you're starting to see punches of color and um, mixing in. You know, in Seattle, it used to just be all mid, everything's mid-century. Yeah. People were only bringing mid-century. But now you see mid-century mixed with some traditional pieces. Um mixed with some beautiful woodwork pieces. So I, I see it, Seattle kind of shifting into a, a little bit of a different style than has been the typical Seattle style. You know that Seattle aesthetic I'm talking about where it's just this very like like outdoorsy kind, kind of, of but... outdoorsy, like using authentic materials like woods and concrete and mm -hmm. and was it really, white mostly or like grays yeah or? kind of whites it's probably like this like it's like beautiful this. yeah, like yeah beautiful yeah. and authentic to what it is um but i do see a shift where you start to mix in like something crazy that kind of throws that off a yeah bit. yeah interesting it's cool but it's hard to describe <laughs> Fair, fair. Yeah, that's probably also representative of the influx of people we yes. have and, you know, different yeah. tastes coming from all over. Yeah, which I think is great. I think people are loosening up a little bit in Seattle with their interiors. It's, it used to be, oh, you had to have a beautiful, you know, piece of wood 
wood coffee table or a wood bed. I don't think how to describe that. You used to, people were very, I guess, almost conservative in how they looked at their spaces. And, and now I'm surprised by people are willing to take a little bit more risk with what they're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's interesting to hear too, especially at this time in Seattle's growth. Yes. Yeah. 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 Great. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. Talking about some of specific design trends and budgeting and timelines in Seattle. Thanks for listening to the Close to Home podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple or wherever you find this podcast. If you'd like to contact me, Brennan Klaus, about any of your real estate needs, you can find me at 206 899-9101 899-9101 or at brennanklaus.com. That's B-R-E-N-N-E-N-C-L-O-U-S-E dot com.